1: Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury, redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. What happens to athletes after they retire? And why is a transition away from sports so difficult for some? Hey, everybody, it's Prim, the host of the next chapter with Prim Seripipat podcast presented by Baron Davis and Slick Studios. In season two, I sit down with some of the best athletes in the world to talk about the challenges they face during and after retirement, including identity loss and finding a new purpose. Listen to the next chapter with Prim Seripipat on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Longshot Season 2, Payback. Legendary women's soccer coach Anson Dorrance told me there are players he is paid to coach.
2: Oh, what a finish by Jess McDonald!
1: And players he'd coach for free.
2: One touch, oh my goodness!
1: But that he would pay to coach Jessica McDonald. I ran away from home when I was 17 years old. She's had some difficult moments in her life, but there's something inside the great athletes that is why they're great. McDonald, first start for the U.S. women's national team. How about that? Listen to Payback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's up, everyone? I'm Will Fulton, and this is Thrillist's Best Podcast. All right, we're going to get to today's episode, but really quick— I want to thank you, yes, you out there listening for tuning in and supporting us as we get deep into season two. Your support is super appreciated, and we want to hear more from you, so drop a rating wherever you're listening to us, and let us know some topics you'd like us to hit in future episodes. We'll definitely be listening, so let us know what you think. All right, so you might know Tim Chantarongzu, formerly Tim Ghetto, from his YouTube channel or freestyling on MTV's Wild N' Out or eating gratuitous amounts of the world's best meals on Foods with David. So, Tim has a new show with us, Acquired Taste. You can watch it every Monday at noon on Thrillist's YouTube channel. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why he changed his name, what he thinks about modern YouTube culture, and the big question, if he really likes eating the booty as much as he says he does. All right, without further ado, here's our chat.
0: All right, Tim, what's up? How are you today? I'm great, man. You know, I just had a little, uh, sandwich and, um, it's a beautiful day in LA and I'm just, you know, I'm doing great, man. What kind of sandwich? I think that's important. Jersey Mike's. Do they have Jersey Mike's? Oof. I'm from New (laughs) Jersey.
3: I'm from New Jersey. I love Jersey Mike's.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. We had, uh, you know, we, uh, Chia, my wife, she loves Jersey Mike's as well. And, um, She was in the mood today, so we stopped by and got some Jersey Mike's. What's your order there? You know what? Sometimes you're just in the mood for uh, tuna, and today I was in the mood for tuna.
3: That's my mom's order. Every time, Jersey Mike's (laughs) tuna.
0: Yep. 100%. Are they paying you? No, not at all. Not at (laughs) all. I I wish. Yeah, they uh, should be. If they're listening... If they're listening, let them know I'm down, to, I'm down to whore myself out for some Jersey Mike's sandwiches for sure. Dude,
3: honestly, same. Did you know that Jersey Mike's, and this is true, is the fastest growing food chain in America? What? Really? Yeah. I, I mean, at least it was like two
0: years ago when I wrote that article, but yeah. That's interesting, you know? And I'm sad because like I know that their hot sandwiches are really good, too. So good. Because they have like, you know, like the 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 um, cheese steaks and the chicken and cheese sandwiches. But I'm trying to lay off the cheese. So I had to just go for the tuna this time.
3: Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. So, Tim, I want to paint a picture for everyone out there. Uh, Where are you exactly? (laughs) And what are you wearing? You can be as explicit as you want right here.
0: Um. Sure. Right now, I am in my uh, what is supposed to be the office area of my house. Um, if you could imagine a uh, hardwood desk. Okay. Um, with some uh, with one, two, three, four, five, seven Bob's Burgers mini figurines. I like it. Um, uh, there's a Murphy bed that is folded up into
3: the wall. Um. No shit. I've never really seen one of those in real life. I don't think.
0: Oh yeah, they're real, bro. That's like from Roger they're Rabbit. They're real. Yeah, a little bit. Oh is, is it oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And uh I am in uh I'm in some uh, little blue comfy shorts, uh, a, a heather gray um shirt with um with uh, a red beanie. I like that. That's very specific.
3: Now I can totally imagine what you're like. If if you want to know, I'm I'm wearing jeans and um I'm not Jewish, but I have this Hanukkah sweater that I've kind of been wearing in quarantine. Is that allowed? Uh, I didn't ask anyone, so I, I shouldn't be saying this. Really, I'm putting myself <laughs> out there. <laughs> you know. dude, I you know talking about just like what you're wearing. I saw on your Instagram a little while back that someone yeah. was trying to to pay you to either get like pictures of your feet or maybe arrange. <laughs> An in person thing. Ever since I saw that, I wanted to ask you, does that happen to you a lot? Maybe not about your feet, but just like kind of creepy guys like ask you questions like that?
0: Nah, you know what? That's probably one of the first times that's actually really happened like that. Um and and I always, you know, whenever girls tweet or post about like, oh my god, this creepy guy wants to pay me to send feet pictures, I always make the joke, I'm like, why wouldn't you do that? It's just your feet. You know, it's easy money. But then when it happened to me, I was grossed out. <laughs> I was like, I'm I am creeped out by this guy. Cuz the thing about it is he didn't well only want feet pictures. He was like, you know, I would love to like just just talk with you and rub your feet one day, like yeah. not on no not on no weird shit. And I was like, "Uh, oh, this is I just, uh, I'm uncomfortable." You're like that is exactly what we that's the definition of weird shit actually
3: right there. I don't yeah. know. What
0: you're <laughs> Yes,
3: but for the most part,
0: you know, my DMs aren't too,
3: uh, aren't too creepy. Well, that's good to know. That makes me feel a little better. So I think, I think first off, I know that you've covered this personally on your own channels, but I do mm-hmm. want to ask you, you've recently retired your uh, Tim De La Ghetto moniker and are going by Tim mm-hmm. um, you know, which is, mm-hmm. I guess what you would call your real name. Um, why did you feel like right now was the time to make this change? I mean, you were using Tim De La Ghetto for what, like more
0: than a decade, right? yeah more than a decade and you know what i I had been kind of um debating it for a little while now um because at the end of the day you know like in my head i'm 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 gonna be in like big movies and winning awards and stuff right Mm and in in my head i didn't see myself accepting awards as timothy de la ghetto right right like i always told myself that when i nailed my first like big part in a movie or maybe like a, a part in a, a show on network television that I would start doing the the Curtis 50 Cent Jackson thing or yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and just kind of have a Tim De La Ghetto Chantarangsu situation. Um, but then as I was just kind of like laying in bed during the Rona quarantine, I was just thinking about life and I was like, wow, we could all just die in a month, Sure. You know? And then I was like, if I die, you know, I started thinking about my legacy and just how people remember me. And I was like, I want people to know my real name, you know, and and especially since my whole um, vibe is like and my whole message has kind of been for to rep for Asian dudes and Asian people and like how, you know, we should be proud of where we come from and all that. Um, I started thinking about, you know, I have a very Thai last name, um, like Thai people are just kind of known for having long last names like Thai and Cambodian and, and Lao people. So I was like, let me let me like fully embrace it and let me just like let people know what my real ass name is, because I kind of want to um, as a, like a tribute to my dad too you know, like uh, have people know where I'm from and, and where I, and, and, and what my family is and, and, and all that, you know.
3: For sure. And like, you know, when I went to Thailand, I noticed this. It's like it it is the the names and some of the words are long, but like especially your name. It's it's very phonetic. Like you read it and that's how you pronounce it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, my whole life growing up, people would see it and they would get a little intimidated. But really, all you have to do is just sound it out. And it's basically exactly how it reads, you know, chant the wrong soup. It's literally reading. I think people should do it more. <laughs> like, But on that note, were you like,
3: you know, were you at all nervous or I don't know if nervous is the right word, but were you thinking like, you know, people might get weird? I know people, especially with your fans, how attached they get to things like this. So what were you thinking? What was the worst case scenario for you?
0: Man, you know, I was definitely um, nervous. You know, worst case scenario would be that you know someone gets really angry and murders me. <laughs> I guess that's, that's the, the worst case scenario. Case.
3: I mean, that's always worst case scenario. But did you
0: actually think that was
3: going to happen with your name? Change? No.
0: Okay. Um, a scenario that that may that that wasn't good um, was like, what if people are just completely uh, turned off? You know what I'm saying? Like they, because people do get very attached to something like a name, you know, especially one that I've been using for over 10 years. Right. Um, and especially I feel like in the, in the times of short attention spans and social media and, and, you know, feeling like you need to crank out so much content, you know, in the back of your head, it's like, well, what if me changing my name makes these kids be like, oh, what, what is this? I'm confused. I'm not going to follow this anymore. You know?
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah, because, you know, today you kind of feel pressure to constantly be delivering content. And, like, I've built um, such a solid fan base and brand under the the De La Ghetto name that, you know, um, you know, like, I feel like people will see Timothy De La Ghetto and they'll be like, and they know what to expect, right? Um, And I know that when they saw my last name, people that maybe missed the video where I explained it, um, we're probably like definitely caught off guard and it was it's a little it's a little jarring, you know what I'm saying? Where did, uh, where did De La Ghetto come from in the first place? Well, Will, um, De La <laughs> Ghetto actually comes from an old episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? Yeah, and uh, I was a huge Fresh Prince fan growing up. I felt like, you know, being an only child, I kind of felt like Will Smith and the Fresh Prince character was like just kind of like an older brother, you know? Like, taught me how to talk to girls and, and and you know, and, and be goofy. And, I mean, I was always a goofy kid, but, you know, just a big influence on me growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an episode of The Fresh Prince where he joins a poetry club to meet girls. And when he's in the poetry club, he makes up a poem by a poet named Rafael de la Ghetto. Okay. And, and, and when I kind of realized that I wanted to pursue the entertainment industry... Um, I decided that I wanted to do everything Will Smith did, which was like rap, TV, movies. So I made like a plan for myself called the 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 Fresh Prince format, and it was going to be I was going to follow in everything Will did, right? And um, and that's why I took on the stage name Timothy De La Ghetto. And you know, and, and another reason why I felt like maybe this was time to to change it up is because I've, I've spent so much time, like basically my whole career, um, being like I'm going to be the 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 asian fresh prince or i'm gonna be the the asian will smith and i was like maybe i should stop trying to be that and just be the best and most authentic me i can be you know
3: i do do you ever catch yourself saying de la ghetto um and, and you have to you know like correct you all own the time story? yeah really, all the time
0: yeah because you know i've i've been introducing myself as timothy de la ghetto um in front of the camera for like the last you know four fifteen sixteen years no, no, wait, 14 years. So it's like, you know, definitely when I do the outro on my own podcast, I usually always say, you know, all right, and I'm Timothy DeLaghetto, Thanks for watching the No Chaser Podcast. But now I have to check myself, you know, and kind of uh, remind myself to say my real name. <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh, So Will Smith, it seems like always a big influence on you. And, you know, in your own way, you you kind of did follow that model. You are yourself, you know, a little bit of a triple threat with the acting, the rapping, the comedy what do you think of those three uh buckets that you're best at? I know that's kind of a tough question, but
0: Um man, you know what? Like I really enjoy um writing and rapping. I I just enjoy like the craft of it and coming up with clever things uh lyrically. Sure. Um but I'm I'm also kind of glad that that wasn't my main thing because you know, I feel like if the music really popped off first, um, you know, you kind of start to feel pressure, um, to, to, to give people what they like. Um, and when it comes to something like that's like your art, you know, it can kind of ruin the the joy of it, you know? Um, so now when I make music, I feel like there's no pressure. I can kind of have fun with it. I can take my time. Um, I love making people laugh and, um, and, uh, I think, you know, the comedy aspect of what I do is the most fulfilling because I know that people can kind of look to what I do as an escape or a pick me up. And um, and when it comes down to it, I feel like that's kind of why I am existing. You know, I feel like when people send me stuff saying that, like my my funny videos um, brought them out of uh, depression or, you know, helped them just get better mentally, I, I really feel like, um, uh, I have a purpose, you know what I'm saying? That is super um,
3: cool. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, but I, I really, but I always tell people too, like, I'm not the funniest person, uh, doing what I do. I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just likable, you know? And I think that's why people hit me up for a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm easy to work with. I'm not the funniest person, but I, um, you know, I like, I I i think people just like working with me i
3: like i like doing stuff with you and I, I mean like you said will smith isn't he's not the best rapper he's not the funniest guy he's not the best actor but he's proficient yeah. at all of those things and seems like a cool enough dude so yeah i feel like this that's is true itself what's your favorite will smith movie tim
0: my favorite will smith movie yeah. um let's see i mean let's see should i go serious will smith or funny will smith
3: Yeah, men Damn. in black independence day uh yeah, wild wild I west
0: mean, independence day is, is a classic for me i feel great. yeah love men in black um,
3: though
0: ah, i love men in black too for sure
3: um hancock you ever see hancock
0: i you know i liked hancock a lot more than people yeah and uh, then other
3: people did Truly good. it. it do, I know, I read um somewhere that there's a deleted scene in Hancock where um he's having sex with this woman. And since he's a superhero, like, he actually kills her with his <laughs> uh jizz blast, I guess we'll call it. I don't know what else to call it. And I always thought that was super interesting because they always gloss over that in the superhero movies. Like, what it's like to have Damn. sex with Superman, you know?
0: Yeah, true. All right, I'm going to look it
3: up. <laughs> yeah. uh, at least read my <laughs> fanfic about it, which is all over the <laughs> internet. <laughs> Well, you know, like, speaking of Will Smith, I mean, you, I feel like, are also a career multitasker. Can, can you do what might be impossible and just, like, lay out what you're working on right now or everything that you can tell us that you're working on? And, and not only just to promote what you're doing, but also so people can get some scope and scale of everything you have your hands on right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, the the, the what I'm doing currently as part of the reset in uh, just the world and, and my own life, um, I have been talking about doing so many things that I've just been been bullshitting on, um, which is uh, uh, I want to write a movie. Um, I haven't put out a new album in like seven years, six years. Mm-hmm. and um, and everyone always wants me to write a book. So um, I really am trying to take this time that I've been given to actually sit down um, and write just a bunch. And, uh, but my main focus is um, I want to write this movie because like, my, I, I, gotta, I, I know what it is in my head. I'm just trying to get the structure right. So I'm reading, like, you know, screenwriting books. And also, you know, the only thing I'm really consistently putting out right now is, is my podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, new new episodes of Acquired Taste on Thrillist.
3: Exactly, yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Thrillist because number one, uh, they they pay for me to live, so we got to talk about them. <laughs> number two, but also, you know, it's been what, like almost two years since you've come on board, had this partnership with Thrillist. First, you know, bring in Send Foods, uh, show that you host mm-hmm. with. Your pal, all our pals, David So, if he's listening. He's mm-hmm. probably not. What's up? Um, <laughs> but this show, it, it predates your partnership with Thrillist. And I think it's interesting to watch old episodes. I watched a couple of old, old episodes today, actually. Because um, uh. your your outlook on food is like, even before we, we kind of got together, it's so in line with what we've always done at Thrillist. Um, it's like you take all of these not-so-serious culinary topics like fast food and nuggets, mm. and you take it super mm-hmm. seriously, and you have fun with it, and you're also like super inclusive, and you implore people to try things they might not normally feel comfortable trying. Um, how would you describe your relationship with food? I mean, do you consider yourself to be I, – I hate this word, but do you consider yourself to be a, a,
0: a foodie? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, here's the thing, right, is that um, I, I started Send Foods because I love – um food and i love food programming and um and i just felt like there's a lot of shows about food that um aren't necessarily aimed at my demographic of food lover you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like everything can get very like technical and almost like borderline pretentious um when you kind of are really watching a lot of like food content. And, you know, me being somebody that just was, I just, I loved to try all types of different types of food. I loved just food and um, I wanted to just try everything, but I I wasn't, you know, I never took any like culinary classes. I didn't know any technical terms. I just, I just um, was always really open about it. And I feel like um, coming from a family and like, and just kind of like a, a culture that is like all about their food. Like Thai people, you know, I feel like Thai, Thai food is like some of like top tier food, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, yeah, and my my mom, you know, I always tell people that like even when we didn't have a lot of money growing up, my mom found a way to always make the the, the meals like um, really delicious, you know, whether like the ingredients were cheap or expensive, you um, she always found a way to make the food really good. And um, she was also very like, I feel like a lot of Asian families, it's you're not the most emotionally expressive with each other. Right. But my mom, if she ever needed to apologize to me for something or she wanted to express love to me, it was by cooking my favorite food or um, making me something to eat, you know, or if she felt like, um, I was mad at her. She'd be like, oh, I made you this for dinner. And that was kind of her way of expressing her emotions and love, you know? So I feel like I have a connection with food through that way, too.
3: I feel that. My mom was almost like the opposite, where, like, she wouldn't make something if she knew I was mad, but she wouldn't make something. So she's like, okay, Will's in a bad mood. I won't make meatloaf tonight to kind of <laughs> help him out. <laughs> but, you know, like, so, no, that's awesome. And that and that's so much of, like, what we try to do at the site, too, um... Which is why your new show acquired taste, which was on Facebook Watch, and now it's being posted on YouTube every Monday. Well, you know, well, how would you describe it, Tim? What what's the thesis there?
0: Well, you know, originally the the thesis behind it was because I always tell people I, I have this theory, right? Um, where I always felt like, okay, bear with me here because this is a little weird. Okay, sure. No, please. So you know how like when you when you watch like I don't know. Uh, avatar or something, and then like, or you're watching uh, people that are really in touch with nature when they when they kill their animals for sustenance, they're always like, Yo, I'm thank you, thank you, animal, for giving me like, for giving me this, you know, for giving me your your like life energy, you know what I'm saying, very much, yeah. And so, one day I was thinking, Whoa, if everybody is eating the same animals and getting the same life energy from the same animals then if I eat things that people don't normally eat, then I'm getting a different type of energy and maybe I'm becoming a more powerful human being. You know? So I I had this theory where it's like, if I have the the balls to eat something that other people don't, like let's say I eat these like, um, this cow testicle soup or something, right? That other people won't eat. I'm like, I'm getting the fucking power from this cow's testicles that other people don't. So I'm going to like live longer and be able to jump higher and see farther, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you get that uh,
3: that cow ball magic. I mean, so you're consuming, you just want to consume as many animal souls
0: as possible to try to (laughs) find something that sticks? (laughs) Pretty much, dude, and so you know, and, and that's where uh, initially the kind of the idea for acquired taste came from because I'd said that in a few videos, and then you know, then the the idea of this this show came up where I would find the most uh, you know maybe interesting uh, meals from around the world or the country and invite people that uh, maybe wouldn't necessarily be down to try something like that to come try it with me, and then we just. And through that, we're exploring different cultures and and different people and different countries and have
2: a good time.
0: All right. We're going to take a very quick break, but stick around, we'll be right back.
1: Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury, redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com.
2: Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can. friendly reminder don't drive high if you feel different you drive different brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council get ready to laugh and learn I am flame the road. I am he, she, we. He cash the check, she make the money, we spend it. And along with my co-host, Lauren Hogan, Laugh and Learn is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest headlines, keeping you informed, inspired, and entertained. You never know what you're going to hear, especially with my mouth. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so
3: you've been on YouTube for, for, for a while, since since the early days, way, way back in the mid-2000s. Um, yeah. And I know you've talked about YouTube being a great equalizer, where literally any anyone in the world can put a video out, post it, and, and potentially go viral, and millions of people see it. Uh, do you think that there are any downsides to that? I mean, it, it does mean that anyone can have a voice, but it also means that... Shitty people can have a lot of visibility, right? Like I'm sure there's a lot to unpack here, but what's the biggest difference between making videos on YouTube right now as opposed to back in the day, like 10, 15 years ago when you started?
0: You know, I mean it's 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 different because um, like I said, like like you said that I've said, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it is it is an equalizer in the sense that You know, I got on YouTube because, you know, initially when I started making YouTube videos is because I was frustrated with um, just not finding opportunities in the traditional mainstream media, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, cool. Let me just put some content on this website to just use it more than like, more than anything as like a resume, you know, just kind of show off what I got, you know, there was, there was no thing as, as no such thing as YouTube famous back in the day. Now that everything's evolved everybody's uploading to be YouTube famous and to be internet famous. When I started uploading, everybody that was also uploading along with me, or a lot of people anyways, they were uploading because they wanted to be traditionally famous. And they were like, well, I'm just going to put my stuff on here just to show people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and now that it turned into something where people can make money and, and actually have a career out of it, it's definitely uh, a, a way more saturated, but you know it's not even necessarily um, a bad thing because you can find anything on YouTube, and also you can you can you can have a lucrative career out of like anything on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like to to think that I I and other people can make a living doing like mukbang videos and just eating for an hour is is crazy you know what i'm saying or like watching people play video games and people can have a career out of that it's kind of wild so i think um it's dope but also um it's it's gotten to a point where a lot of people since the numbers are so important you got a lot of people that are kind of like doing things just for shock value just to get numbers and then you know you kind of get like um a weird stigma whereas when there was already like oh you're like you're just a youtuber now it's like oh you there's people just doing really dumb stuff just to get lots of views you know Mm -hmm. so it kind of kind of messes it up in that way too
3: no i feel you and you know touching on one of the points you made is uh one thing that i've always liked that you've done is you've always been really open and honestly pretty blunt about how you've seen Asian Americans in media and you talk a lot and joke a lot about you know stereotypes of Asian men and how mm-hmm. you know whatever they're nerdy they don't get girls and and all of that stuff that we've all seen when you were growing up did you have any super important male Asian Americans that you looked up to in popular culture were, were there people there for you like that?
0: Mm, no not really to be honest I yeah. mean I, I, I And I felt like that's one of the reasons why I felt it was so important that I kind of put my own voice out there, you know? Um, and like, you know, going back to The Fresh Prince, I always tell people there was one episode of The Fresh Prince specifically where Carlton's tux had like shrunk at the dry cleaners and he had to get a, a last minute tux to go to prom and it was one classic of those like dumb and Classic Carlton. Yeah, classic <laughs> Carlton. So and, and it was one of those like, really cheesy baby blue tuxes you know yeah and uh and as he's all embarrassed at prom there was like a group of nerds that walked by carlton and they had basically same outfits on and they were complimenting him on his on his on his tux but one of them was like a really nerdy like stereotypically nerdy asian guy like oh carlton nice tux and i remember thinking wow i think this is the first time i've ever seen an asian guy on tv (laughs) you know right and i remember thinking wow this is this is the only time not only that I've seen an Asian guy, but probably the rest of the world has seen an Asian guy on on TV where he wasn't, you know, do in like a kung fu movie. And I thought I'm not a nerdy Asian guy. I know people that aren't like this. And I, I felt like I need to kind of put it out there and show people in the world that that's not all there is to it, you know
3: yeah and you know do you get right now uh fans that that are younger and might be asian Americans that come up to you and are kind of like you know this is awesome like i someone like you i i have that person that's on youtube that's on that's on t v that is representing you know I, I see myself in you
0: yeah totally um oh and also shout oh i oh also uh Dante bosco shout out to Dante bosco too who you know if you don't know that's uh Rufio from hook um he yes. is probably the only Asian American <laughs> that I could see on TV and in movies where I was like, okay, this, this guy kind of represents me, you know,
3: <laughs> fucking badass um,
0: too. No, I was going to say, he also got to date Ashley Banks on a couple of, on an episode of Fresh Prince. And I thought that was so cool. Cause I thought Ashley was so hot. Um, but yes, to answer your question, um, a lot of, a lot of kids. Yeah. Cause th- a lot of kids, um, you know, had been watching me when they were in high school and I was doing a lot of like advice videos and like relationship advice for teenagers and, a lot of them were like, hey, man, you know, I, I had no one to talk to growing up. You really kind of helped me be confident in my Asian-ness and in who I was. And you helped me, like, get through high school. And um, and uh, a lot of Asian kids messaged me saying that, you know, it, I helped them not be embarrassed and, like, be proud of, of where they come from, you know? That's awesome. That's great shit. That must feel good to see, honestly, right? It does feel good, man. You know, it makes me feel like I'm I'm here for a reason.
3: Right now, if only I had a straight white male to look to look up to. In my life. <laughs> That's what. I mean. um, all right. Well, you know,
0: speak- one day. Yeah, one
3: day. One day we'll break through. <laughs> That's like. <hilarious>. Um. <laughs> so speaking of getting girls and stuff, you're making a lot of videos with your wife Chia. I know you always have, but um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of them now. What is it like? to make content, to make things with your partner. Is it different from, you know, making a video with David So, for example?
0: Um, well, yeah, it's a little different because, you know, um, when I'm making videos with my wife, she, she is somebody who never wanted to be in front of the camera. She doesn't necessarily like the camera. When I first started dating her and um, I, was, I was vlogging at the time, but I was very like... I would never put the camera on her unless um, she was cool with it and she was always kind of really camera shy. She's gotten used to it over the years. You know, now she's actually like vlogging. Um, she'll take the camera and blog a little bit now, but when I'm doing stuff with her, she never wants to feel any type of like um, anything forced. She doesn't like to feel like she has to perform, you know, um, like she told me a long time ago that she will never be in a skit, nothing scripted. But so if you ever watch content with me and my wife, it's us like either just having a conversation or, um, giving our opinion on something, but it's never like a situation where she feels like she has to be funny or perform or, or something like that. Whereas I feel like me and David, you know, we, we, we're entertainers and we kind of know we have to turn it up a bit. And, um, and and be be funny you know if we can yeah so there's a the difference
3: yeah and you know on that note because uh, I think that's important it, and this is a valid question probably for any type of personality that does anything like this but do you have trouble turning it off so to speak like is there a clear delineation between how you are when the cameras or the mics are on and what you're like when they're off and you're just hanging out because you know like you said a lot of your videos are you just having a conversation or you just hanging
0: out Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, that's the beauty of kind of being able to, um, I mean, build a quote unquote brand on YouTube is that I've I feel like I the underlining thing and vibe in all my videos is that it's just been really uh, it's been me, you know, it's been me being me. And um, even though at times, like when I when I'm being funny or like when I'm with David, it's me turned up. But it's, it's still me, you know. Um, I think a lot of people kind of struggle when they put on too much for the camera and then they, f- and they, they feel very like fake doing it, like they can't be themselves after a certain point. Uh, I've always kind of uh, tried to be me to the best of my ability. And um, so when the camera's off, um, I can definitely, you know, I just, I, uh, I turn it down a little bit, but it's still just me doing my thing. All right, we're going to
3: take a quick break. Stick around. More with Tim Chantarongzu when we get back.
2: My Shiro always
1: goes the extra mile, stretches every dollar, puts others first. But now it's your time, Mom. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceretirement.org.
2: Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Get ready to laugh and learn. I am flaming road. I am he, she, we. He cash the check, she make the money, we spend it. And along with my co-host, Lauren Hogan, Laugh & Learn is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest headlines, keeping you informed, inspired, and entertained. You never know what you're going to hear, especially with my mouth. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love movies or maybe just to need of some Recommendations on what new movies to watch Next time you sit down in front of the TV Well I have the podcast for you Hey this is Mike D from Movie Mike's Movie Podcast your go to Source for all things movies and no Matter the genre what you're into Whether it be comedies romance action Sci-fi horror superhero movies I cover it all I'm no critic. I'm just a guy who loves movies. Each episode explores a different movie topic, plus spoiler-free reviews on the latest new movies in theaters and on streaming. And yes, they're always spoiler-free so you don't have to worry about anything getting ruined for you. Plus, interviews with actors, directors, and writers covering the the behind-the-scenes of your favorite movies. I also keep you in the know with all the latest movie news and movie trailers. Listen to new episodes of Movie Mike's Movie Podcast every Monday on the Nashville Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: I want to. Uh, I, I want to get to. Uh, we don't have a name for this. It's just a rapid fire question round. But you know, I don't want you to think too much about these answers here. I, I want you to kind of to shoot from the hip, off the cuff, however you want to call it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what's the most
0: frustrating part of your life right now? Most frustrating part of my life is uh, all the dishes that we have to do. There's so many dishes, and well, that's literally just shows, Tim. I, well, I know, but I when we're shooting, it's like I never have to do any of the cleaning, you know. <laughs> now it's like now that I'm home so much, and it's literally just me and my wife. I can't believe it's so many dishes. I can't, I can't imagine what's gonna be like when we have kids. But it's like it's so many dishes. So that's probably so the most frustrating, frustrating dishes
3: thing. all the time. I like just <laughs> my, my girlfriend. and I like just started cooking. It's almost not even worth it. It's like it's like you have an equal amount of work after you're done with dishes. Whatever. I hate dishes too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Um, favorite curse favorite curse word
0: um uh fuck for sure yeah yeah
3: fuck's a great so versatile um if you could go back and change one one thing in your career
0: what would you change if anything you could also just opt out wait wait wait. change anything wait wait you know what it's a time between uh, between fuck and 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 bitch i'm a big bitch fan as well
3: (laughs) so that's the one thing that you would go back and change is your answer to the previous (laughs) question (laughs) 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 <laughs> right, I'll take it. Uh how many drinks does it
0: take you to get drunk? Uh man, it depends on what I'm drinking, you know, but I feel like if it's if we if we're talking about just shots of liquor, um yeah. a good ah uh, man, at this point in my life it's probably like a good uh uh 8 to 10. That's a lot, man. That's I drink good. I can drink a lot. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> good
0: on you. Uh, who is, who
3: is your favorite Wild and Out cast member?
0: Who is my favorite Wild and Out cast member? Um, probably, uh probably my, my boy, uh, conceded. Okay, a little yeah. hesitant, but, but thank you for answering. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I was gauging it by how much I actually, uh, communicate with people off off the show and it's probably conceded
3: us uh, okay so like your closest friend i like that, that that's a good route yeah. okay uh tough one did we skip a question no i mean we skipped uh if you could go back and change one thing in your career what would it be what's your actual answer for that oh
0: oh okay no, my, my, uh let's see if i could go back and change one thing in my career um uh, yeah, i don't think i would change anything I like that.
3: That's what that's what I hope you were gonna say. Um, yeah. Do you like making videos with David So or your wife Chia more? <laughs> <That's
0: what's, laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know what? If it if it, if it comes down to um, making content. Then, uh, you know, me and David have a really good time. I enjoy making content with David So, but I enjoy living my life with my wife, Gia.
3: That's a very diplomatic answer, and I I have (laughs) mucho respect for that. Uh, What's your biggest fear about the future, Tim? My
0: biggest fear about the future is that... You know what? I try not to really think about like I I don't don't really I can't say I have like a fear about the future. I feel like I just kind of um, whatever happens, happens, you know, and I just kind of do what I can do to the best of my ability and and hope for the best, you know?
3: Yeah, that's pretty good. We would have also accepted murder hornets there, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, What is the most embarrassing
0: thing to ever happen to you? Most most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. I feel like I mean I don't I don't get embarrassed too easily. Um, I think you know maybe the 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 second time I, I ever had sex in my whole life ever. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl that I just thought was so beautiful and we finally hooked up and um, you know when you're young it happens you know you jizz really really fast and. Of course. Uh, it and still I, happens I to jizz, some people. Oh, I, I totally. And um <laughs> and, and but I also feel like when you're young like 19, 18, 20, um you know, everybody, males and females, you're both kind of um not very uh experienced or understanding. So she as soon as I jizz really fast was like, "What? That's it? What happened?" <laughs> and was like so pissed. And oh, that uh, sucks. <laughs> yeah where i feel like nowadays you know uh like women are like oh yeah yeah i get it it happens like they might be irritated but they're like oh it's cool let's just wait an hour and try again but she was like just made me feel horrible about it
3: wait an hour i mean that's that's a long time (laughs) i like to i get sleepy okay (laughs) dude you know tim this isn't one question i had written down but i actually want to know like I'm assuming that your parents, your mom and dad will watch some of what you make and listen. Do you ever get embarrassed about that? Do you yeah. ever like, you know, when you say a joke, that's especially raunch or tell a story, like the story you just told, do you ever think like, uh oh, man, my mom's going to listen to that and maybe I don't want her
0: to. No, you know what? People ask me this all the time. And, yeah. um, and the thing about it is Thai people. I mean, I, I can't speak for all Thai people, but Majority of Thai people, from my experience, are just very dirty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we they, they love, like, dirty humor and sex jokes. And I tell people all the time, where do you think I got my sense of humor from? You know what I'm saying? When I was growing up and I would hear, like, my parents sitting around and, like, eating with their friends, it was all penis and vagina jokes. That's literally all it was. Really? So... Yeah, like all, like all the time, and that's where I get it from. So my parents love that shit.
3: Damn, I'm, I'm again, I'm, am from an uptight suburban white household. That's totally foreign. <laughs> to me, so,
0: I, I mean, it's definitely, it's not the norm for a lot of um, Asian cultures and families. I think Thai people and maybe Filipinos are very kind of open about that type of thing and and joke about it a lot.
3: Yeah, I love that. Uh, okay. So you're stranded on a desert island. You get to bring one person, one album,
0: and one food. Who and what are you bringing? I'm bringing my wife, of course. Of course. Um, As far as uh, album, one album, oh, man, I would probably bring... does do compilation albums like a best of does that count or does it have to be like a no you can do a best of that's fine it would either be like a a michael jackson greatest hits or a stevie wonder greatest hits those
3: are two very solid choices yeah i I think so yeah and uh food
0: food oh man it would probably be um uh this this thai dish that my mom makes it's my favorite thing to eat or one of my favorite things to eat it's called it's called uh beef kapow and um or on an english menu it would be called like spicy thai basil beef or something yeah totally and it, yeah it's like ground beef with some spices in there over rice you throw a little fried egg on top and it's just it's the best
3: um do you ever wish that you had a quote-unquote
0: normal job no no, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I love, I love what I do. And, um, but I'll tell you what I am. I am happy about, and I think about this all the time. Um, I am happy that I have, my career has progressed at the pace that it has because, um, I feel like, you know, cause when I was younger, when I was like 18, 19, beginning to pursue everything, I, in my head, I was like, I need to like get a part in a movie and blow up right now, you know? But looking back on it, I'm really glad that I got to um, kind of live life through my 20s and um, and meet my wife as like a not famous person and kind of um, live at the level that I have where I'm kind of known and I've made a, a decent amount of money. But I've still been able to have like a somewhat normal life, you know uh and i and i like that that it's it's just been going how it has been at the pace that it's been going so yeah
3: i love that that's awesome um okay you got fired from california pizza kitchen allegedly because you tweeted that you thought that you thought their uniforms were lame (laughs) Uh. (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) do you you still think they're lame no well no they're lame (laughs) they're lamer now um wait are, are you talking about the uniforms or california pizza kitchen just the uniforms no the uniforms are lamer now like they used to be here's the thing when i was working there it was like white button-ups black pants and a red or yellow tie and i thought it was a cute little uniform and then and then we heard that they were gonna switch to black button-ups which i wasn't a fan of at the time looking back on it now that's a great look it's clean um but i just wasn't feeling it at the time for whatever reason now they're trying to be a little less um, bougie. So they've switched to like now people are wearing jeans instead of black pants. And it's like different cult color button ups. So, you know, it's all right. But I, I prefer the uh, the older uniforms for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, always speak your truth. I'm glad you did. Okay, <laughs> so, so so final question. Do you actually love eating booty as much as you say you do? And then this wasn't by me. This was requested by someone on the thriller staff who will rename, who will remain nameless.
0: Oh okay, wait, wait, real quick. I also got fired from California Pizza Kitchen for for saying it's time to go to work at California Schietza Kitchen.
3: <laughs> J- just so it was multiple to... infractions. It was multiple things,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, what was the last <laughs> question again?
3: Okay, last question. Uh, do you actually love eating booty as much as you
0: say you do? <laughs> um, you know what? Here's the thing. Yeah. I enjoy making people feel good (laughs) and and from what i've been told that is a very pleasurable experience and i think that when you love somebody there there's no limit to what you should do and no limit to where you should want to go and um and i used to say i would never eat a booty Back in the day, as a youngin, but you know, you get older and you realize I'm grown now. I will eat the booty, and then and then you start to like it, you know.
3: That answer, I mean, not in my wildest dreams did I think I would get an answer <laughs> as poetic as and <laughs> as insightful as that. So that was that was uh, very very good, uh, Timothy. Shanta Rongzu, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for taking time and answering these sometimes ridiculous questions. And it was cool to get to know you a little bit better, man. For the record, I don't like the
0: taste of booty. <laughs> I enjoy the experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for clarifying. And... and yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me on.
3: Definitely. All right, man. Take it easy. And uh, what? Send foods every Friday. Acquire tastes every Monday. Uh you got the No Chaser podcast. You've got a ton of stuff going on. Everyone, all your fans know where to find you, but um, everyone should check it out.
0: Send foods every Thursday. Jeez. Oh, fuck.
3: I'm going to get fired. God damn it. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We need to cut this off. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> all right, man. Later. All right, so thank you, Tim, for coming on. Remember, you can check out Send Foods on Thrillist YouTube every Thursday at noon and Acquired Taste every Monday at noon. Check them out. They're a ton of fun. So thanks to Mia Fask, Jim D'Amico, Megan Kirsch, Brett Kushner, Emily Feld, and Mangesh Hatakudor from iHeartRadio. This episode was edited and mixed by the very excellent Dan Byrne. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week.
1: Rise above the sea of sameness and shop the Lincoln Corsair at Woodhouse Lincoln, the Omaha Metro's exclusive Lincoln dealer. The Lincoln Corsair has seating for five and integrated technology features that deliver the functionality you need. With an expressive aesthetic and luxurious interior, the Lincoln Corsair is quiet luxury, redefined. Visit us in-store off 144th and Giles Road at Woodhouse Place or online at woodhouselincoln.com. I'm Katherine Townsend, host of the true crime podcast, Hell and Gone. On October 30th, 2015, the Little Rock Police Department searched an abandoned car in a small residential park. The car belonged to 18-year-old Ebby Stepik. Ebby had vanished without a trace.
0: I'm back in Arkansas, trying to find out what really happened to Ebby Steppick.
1: Listen to Hell and Gone on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Robert Evans. On my show, Behind the Bastards, I chronicle the worst people in all of history. And over the next three weeks, from March 15th to March 31st, in six episodes, we're chronicling the worst living war criminal in the world former U.S. Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger. In a special project with The dollop, you'll learn everything about Kissinger over the course of six blood-soaked episodes. Episodes will drop Tuesdays and Thursdays in the Behind the Bastards feed. Listen to Behind the Bastards on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.